Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining me on today's show is a fellow member of the Viking Age and someone who has actually been with the site longer than me, and that is Adam Carlson. Welcome to the show, Adam. Yeah, I'm the longest tenured member of the Viking Age, which is weird to think about considering that I don't feel like I've been doing this that long, but then I go and look and it's been years. What, seven, seven years, eight years? Yeah, wow. that's, that's pretty crazy. When did I survive the Ponder era? Yeah, were you, when did, do you know when the site first started? Was it, was it around when you started? No, um, I got on a little after. The site was running a little bit. I took over for Dan Zinsky, who yep. did a great job on the site. He he was always there with some controversial and hot takes to get people talking. <laughs> and uh, I was never that guy. So mm-hmm. I filled in pretty nicely as like the, the second guy there to, mm-hmm. to talk about all the nice, fun, happy stuff while he tackled the yeah. the drama and the, the controversy, you know? Yeah, you're definitely a, a glass half full guy. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, let's get right into it. Uh, there isn't a ton of... Vikings news going on right now, so we're just going to go over the blockbuster trade that that recently went down between the the Lions and the Rams. So the Lions are reportedly trading quarterback Matthew Stafford to the Rams in exchange for Jared Goff, a third round pick this year, a first round pick in 2022, and another first round pick in 2023. So just what are some of your initial thoughts on the trade? You know, maybe who made it out best in this trade? I'm absolutely terrified of the Rams now. Yeah. I mean, they had the number one defense against yards given up last year. Mm -hmm. And that's a scary thought automatically. 
And then when you add in the, the game that knocked them out of the playoffs against the Packers, where Jared Goff threw for 170-something and just couldn't get anything going down the field at all. Mm-hmm. And that supporting cast for Matthew Stafford is going to make a world of difference for him. He's actually got an offensive line. He's got s- some receivers. I know he's had good individual receivers in the past, mm-hmm. but now he's got a collective of good receivers, which he can look forward to. And he's got a coaching staff that can actually support him and not just, you know, a bunch of cast-offs that they got from other organizations that were trying to make things work. And if I'm being absolutely honest, I, I kind of think he might have dodged a bullet in Detroit by getting out of some of these new hires. As, yeah. as fun as they seem in their interviews <laughs> and, and their statements, I am not buying what's going on in Detroit right now. You're not a big fan of biting kneecaps? No, no, I leave kneecaps alone. Um, so do we think that the Lions are looking at Jared Goff as like, a long-term solution or do you think they're they're going to look to the draft and, and try and get a new quarterback as soon as this year the more i think about it the more i go back and forth on it because i honestly believe that the gm the new gm was given an idea to hey you're going to stick around here long enough that you can mold this team in whatever way you want and i think that they are i don't want to say throw two years away right. but i think they're going to evaluate Goff for at least a year and then draft a player to help him out. I really think that this is going to be the year that Detroit goes after another big-name pass catcher in the first round and just yeah. gives some weapons for Goff and builds that team a bit before grabbing a quarterback with one of the many first-round picks they have coming up in the next couple of years. Yeah, they have the the seventh pick in the first round of the draft this year, so they can they can probably get one of those top two. There's, uh, what, Devonta Smith and uh, Jamar Chase, I feel like, are the top two receivers so yeah jamar chase is guys. just ridiculous yeah um yeah i saw somebody somebody had a mock draft where jamar chase landed with the vikings at, at 14 and uh that that's not gonna happen He's, we talked about that on a different podcast that i do and it's an amazing thought yeah and i love the, the fact that <laughs> the vikings could be one of those teams that just go out there and pours 50 60 points mm-hmm. <laughs> on a team and tries to outscore them but that defense needs so much help. Yeah, and then and and Mike Zimmer's just offensive philosophy just wouldn't wouldn't I don't think it would ever let that kind of offense happen. He just he doesn't want it to be pass pass pass. He wants he wants Dalvin Cook to to get the ball you know ninety times a game. That's where the offensive coordinator situation is getting interesting too. A lot of the top candidates to come to Minnesota are those coaches that like to throw the ball more than they run, and mm-hmm. I don't see that as being a good fit for Minnesota, the more I evaluate. I actually wrote an article around the Viking age about the offensive coordinators and how some of them, although good coaches in their own right, Mm -hmm. just aren't a good fit for Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I I think most of us are leaning towards, they're probably just going to go with Clint Kubiak. Right. uh, Just keep it, keep it consistent. Um, And and he's young. So, you know, you get the, you get the young, younger mind, maybe more fresh perspective, but also knows what, you know, Mike Zimmer wants. But I believe you actually submitted an article over there about how the team is looking for an experienced, older yes. offensive yes. coordinator. Yes. And as much as I hate to say it, and I got a little bit of crap about it, Hugh Jackson's a yeah. fit, man. Yeah, he is. He, and he was. He was. Um, he's been hanging out with Justin Jefferson too, out down in uh, in Florida. So that's. Uh, he loves that power run. Loves it. Some something to keep. And and him and Zimmer worked together in the past. They were on the on the Bengals staff. So. 
And he, I believe he came up in, he was in, in rumors last year when they were, <clears throat> before they made Kubiak the, uh, the official guy. I think Hugh Jackson was a name that was, was thrown around and Zimmer was like, nah. <laughs> um, so yeah, for sure. I, I could see that happening. I know people wouldn't be happy with it because of his lack of success in Cleveland, but he's, he's had some, some good runs, uh, in other places as a coordinator. So I wouldn't be True. terribly, you know, mad at that. Uh, so, so. The impact on this trade, you know, on Kirk Cousins' trade value. What do you, you look at? You know, what the the Lions were able to get for for Matthew Stafford, who a lot of people view as, you know, kind of on the same level as as Kirk Cousins. So, what do you think this trade does to someone like Kirk Cousins and his trade value, if he has any? I don't think there's any impact at all with Kirk Cousins. Cousins is still young enough to have many years in front of him. He's got five, you know, maybe five, six seasons left. He's got a contract that puts him in place. Team seems happy with him. He's been playing at a high level. I don't even see him getting close to sniffing a trade block unless something just absolutely crazy falls in their lap. What? Yeah, what do you think his his value is even? Like, if the Lions can get two first-round picks for Stafford, do you think that's something the Vikings would want in return for Cousins because he's not, you know, getting rid of him obviously isn't a desperate need. I think one of the only reasons that Detroit got what they were able to do is because they're eating a lot of that Jared Goff contract yeah, as yeah. well. And if Minnesota isn't swallowing that on a contract like Jimmy G or something like that, I just don't see that happening. But as far as compensation wise, you could easily get a first for Kirk cousins these days. He's not yeah, that old. Yeah, He's yeah. playing really well. He's shown durability, which is something that quarterbacks just don't really do in the yeah. league these days. It still kind of burns my biscuits, though, that the Vikings have never had a starting quarterback play two consecutive 16-game seasons in a row. <laughs> it could have happened what, Ever. last year, but they but they sat him in the final game because they didn't right. want to Right. It could have broke the streak, but nope. They sat him for week 17. You look, you look at a team like the Saints, and, and they had Drew Brees, but you, you put Kirk Cousins on that team, and, and that team's probably way better. Um, and I don't think enough people realize that they look at Kirk Cousins and they're like, "Oh, he's 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 all right." But you put him on the Saints, and they're 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 probably in the Super Bowl. It's true. It's absolutely true. Um, one last thing on on Kirk Cousins, um, you know, the trade scenarios, or whatever, because we're not going to get away from those. Um, you know, after the the Stafford Goff trade, someone on Twitter actually threw out a similar scenario, you know, between the Vikings and and Forty Niners. So. Would you be fine with this trade that sent Cousins to the 49ers and the Vikings get in return would be Jimmy Garoppolo, a 2021 third, and those two first-rounders? Oh, man. <laughs> it's tough. I might be one of the few people that believes in Jimmy Garoppolo less than Jared Goff. Okay. okay. So um, you might have to up that compensation, get that third to a second, and then we might be talking. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's going to be... Like I mentioned before, the Vikings aren't desperate to get rid of Kirk Cousins. So I think if... No, if, they're happy with Kirk. Yeah, if they're going to... Because they have to be able to make sure that they have a way to replace that spot quickly. Like, they need enough maybe first-round picks to trade up and get someone like a Justin Fields if, if they're going to trade Kirk Cousins. Right. Um, so they need a, lo a lot to do that. Um, sticking with the trade talk, though, not Kirk Cousins, but, but Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has reportedly asked the Texans for a trade. And, you know, a lot of, of course, just about every team's fan base wants their team to, to trade for oh, of course. the Texans. Not not the Chiefs, obviously. 
or you know maybe not the uh, the the Bucks right now because they're in the Super Bowl. Um, that was awesome. That Dog Pound Daily wrote an article about that, and yes, Baker and they, Mayfield grabbed a hold of it and and just ha- seemed like he was having a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, they they got on uh, ESPN too with that. They they threw that up there and talked about that that tweet. So that was that was pretty cool to see that a fellow fan sided site getting some some love on ESPN. Absolutely. Um, um, so just your opinion. I I think I know what your answer is going to be, but should the Vikings have any interest to? try and trade for Watson or does the price tag just end up being way too high for them to have any interest? Oh, you always sniff around. If you're not sniffing around, you're not doing your job. But yeah. this this is where it always comes down to for me. Vikings fans complain so much about <laughs> Kirk Cousins' salary. No. That that Kirk Cousins' salary is just the topic of conversation. Yeah. Guess what? Deshaun Watson's salary is more. Yeah. They're gonna pay him more if they yeah. get him. Yeah, yeah. I think his cap. But people is- won't complain because they think he's got such a bigger upside and that he can lead people to championships. Yet they say, "Well, Kirk Cousins hasn't proven that he can win championships or take a team down a, a deep playoff run." Deshaun Watson hasn't either. Yeah, yeah. Watson has his cap hit for twenty twenty one. I think if he was traded, it would only be around ten million for next season. But then after that, right. it's like thirty five. Then it gets nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be money side. It wouldn't be much different. You know, there's there's benefits of youth and everything. And I think that's why his value is so high. Because yeah, you look at his team last year; they only won four games, and he's he's supposed to be a guy who is expected to put a team on his back like a Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, and he wasn't able to do that. But I don't think that's no. totally his fault because their defense was terrible, and they lost a bunch of players as well. And they were going through all the coaching stuff. So, but. Yeah, it looks like he wants to get out of there. Any any prediction where he might land? Everyone says that Denver's a nice spot. I've been hearing the Jets are. I think the Jets are a, a lovely spot. I don't know why anyone would want to go to the Jets, but hey, all right. They got a new head coach though. Adam Gase is gone, so. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, personally, though, there are so much better landing spots yeah. that if he has a say in things, that he could go ring chasing. Yeah. But uh, there's also that appeal that you can go to an organization that's just struggled so much yeah. and you can make them a contender. There's that appeal that those fighters just always have I think, of proving everybody wrong, doing their absolute best. And I don't know Deshaun Watson well enough as a player to know what he wants out of a team because he doesn't seem like a money only guy. No, no. He, I know he, that he's interested in the culture of a team. Yeah. But the Jets' culture isn't exactly fantastic. No, it's it's Denver has been struggling. Although that's another good fit. Indy would be great. Yeah, it would be. But still, again, I, yeah, I just I wonder I about the ammo know. that that those teams can can give compared to other teams because the Jets have two two first round picks. The Dolphins have two first round picks, um, and I believe they have two second round picks. Both those teams too, as well. At least the Dolphins do. Um, I would keep an eye on the Dolphins. Maybe the maybe the 49ers um, and maybe the Falcons because Watson is from um, the Georgia area. The Falcons would be interesting. And Atlanta has the number four pick in the draft. So. And they got a lot of receiving talent. Yeah, and they just got who's, – who's their new head coach? Arthur Smith? From, so yeah. he's, very, he's very familiar with uh, Watson because he was with the Titans in, in that division. So I, I and then they just there. get Kyle Smith as their new GM, and he is an excellent, excellent – 
Yeah. GM. So I, I'd keep an eye on, on them. I don't know their cap situation. So I, but I'm I mean, not sure either. But at the same time, if you want to make a deal work, you can make it work. We've we've learned that plenty of times with uh, with the Vikings. Yeah, um, I didn't think there was any way the Vikings would be in on that Nagakwe situation. Right. And somehow they made that happen and then unhappen. So <laughs> who knows? Yes, that was a very uh that was a very uh what uh Grandpa Simpson GIF moment for, <laughs> it was. for the Vikings. Um all right, so in addition to Watson wanting out of Houston, some believe that JJ Watt has also played his last game with the Texans. Um with the with the the need that the Vikings have for a better three technique at, at defensive tackle, um, is the thirty one year old JJ Watt someone the Vikings should attempt to acquire? You got to kick the tires. You got to. Yeah. You'd be a bad GM if you didn't. But they're not going to be able to offer enough of anything to get a former defensive MVP. How much is he even worth? Defensive player of the year. He he struggles to stay on the field at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't know if his value is there, but something has to be done. Minnesota needs to do something with Shamar Steffen. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if they should cast him off, if he needs time in a backup position, if he needs time to work through some injuries or what was going on, but he was not good. No, no, he, he was and not. hasn't really been that good, but somehow the coaching staff has, they love, him. <laughs> they love him. And I've used to feel that way about Amir Abdullah, but I kind of got a little feeling of that this year where it's like, okay, I kind of get it now, but I still yeah. don't get it with Shamar Stefan. Yeah. So yeah. at least Amir Abdullah though, only gets the ball like two or three times a game where Stefan's on the field the whole game. <laughs> right. It's less of an impact there. So, it makes a little bit more sense, but uh, if the Vikings don't kick the tires here, they'd be silly. But again, I just don't see them having the ammo. With that second rounder missing, you're yeah. going to have teams putting a lot of money down on him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A I lot think, of money. I th- Maybe I th- not just for his play, but for his notoriety. Leadership and stuff like that. Exactly. I mean, this Vikings defense is really young, and they could mm-hmm. use some veterans in the locker room to help out. But I, I just don't see the compensation there for Minnesota to be able to give him what he wants in terms of draft picks or salary. And we can go through dream, dream scenarios all we want, but I don't see the Vikings giving up a first rounder no. for almost anybody. No. He is from Wisconsin. He is. So, and the Packers, you know, they do need some help on defense. So uh, that'd be interesting to see if he. Landed there. I would not like that to happen because then the Vikings would have to see him twice a year. But I could see that that happening. Them them making a move to be like, hey, you know, look, we are trying to help out Aaron Rodgers. Um, but and you mentioned his health. He's actually he's appeared in all sixteen games in two of the last three seasons. So I think maybe that narrative is a little maybe emphasized a little more than than it. Yeah, should he's be not recently. Bob Sanders. No, 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 no. But he did have, in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. He only played a total of a game. So that's, I think that's what contributes to it. And yeah, but he's getting older and he's not the 20 sack a year guy that, that he was, but he can still be productive for, for a team. That's for sure. And that disruption is exactly what the team needs. We're, we're going to see the Minnesota in the draft be aggressive towards pass rushers, no yeah. matter where they're at on the they, field, they have uh, to especially if uh, Hunter can come back healthy. If bar can come back healthy, mm-hmm. I'd love to see him work something out to bring Eric Wilson back because he's an effective linebacker, but it's that inside the middle situation where Michael Pierce, I think is going to make a big difference. I hope so. 
but then we still have two spots that are kind of up for grabs and uh, Afidi hasn't really no. been able to do enough to be confident in bringing him in. And apparently though, he was one of the most like double teamed uh, defensive ends in all the NFL. Last I year. saw that stat and that surprised me. <laughs> I was like, all right, so maybe he's not terrible, but like, why why are they double teaming him? I I, I don't know. They uh, sure contained him because when what what is it six sacks or was it five that led the Vikings this year? Uh, um, wasn't it Ngakwe that that led the team in sacks? Yeah, it was either five or yeah, six, and I don't was, remember which yeah, it is, but it was. It was de- I know it was it's not impressive. It. Yeah, yeah, I think Jared Allen had uh, one less sack in that twenty like ten season or twenty eleven season than the Vikings had all of this year. So it's brutal. Yeah, so, all right, so moving on. So Kyle Rudolph has been, you know, with the Vikings for a decade now and recently had some some pretty interesting thoughts about his role in the team's offense moving forward. You know, paraphrasing some of the things he said, Rudolph basically said he's not going to take a pay cut. You know, he's worth his current contract with the team, but he doesn't want to play anywhere else. So, you know, my question to you is, will Kyle Rudolph be on the Vikings roster for their first game next season? I hated that contract extension. Yeah. Hated it. They just used a high draft pick on a tight end. And Irv Smith has looked like he can be a very capable, very efficient receiver and blocker. Mm-hmm. So now is a terrible time for Kyle too. Rudolph to be doing this. Tyler Conklin came uh, came on at the end of the year last year, too. It's true. That duo looked really good. Yeah. So yeah. now I, I just don't understand why Rudolph was taking this opportunity to say that publicly yeah, when Minnesota's never really been a public statement kind of organization. They've always tried to keep things behind doors when someone was unhappy. And honestly, Kyle Rudolph's numbers this year either illustrate to a player who has become mostly ineffective, can't Mm -hmm. get open or just is used improperly. That's what he says. He says he's not being used right, but at the same time, I think I heard, um, you know, he said he's, he says he's blocking a lot more, but I think I heard maybe on uh, a different Vikings podcast, I think it was Arif Hassan that said like his blocking numbers, like percentage wise on snaps is maybe only like 5% higher than it was from, from 2018 when, when Filippo was with the Vikings, um, and they were pass happy and he got all those targets. So he's, he's not really blocking that much more than he used to. And he's, you know, not he's he's just not getting open. He's a red zone guy, and then Adam Thielen took over that role this year, so maybe he's a little pissed off about that. Um, well, let's be 100% honest here. Do you want more plays drawn up for Kyle Rudolph? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, Irv Smith can get open. He doesn't need, like, he doesn't need to jump ball to get open. Irv Smith can can beat you on a, with his route running. He can just and Justin get Jefferson's getting consistent separation. Yeah, and Adam, if Adam Thielen can get open in the red zone, then you know that kind of just eliminates the need for someone like Kyle Rudolph. You know, regardless of how big he is or whatever. It would be can. nice to have that six six guy yeah. in the in the end zone to sure. grab a jump ball, but Minnesota's been able to work without that. But Conklin, Conklin's not small either. I think he's around like. Six 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 five. He's a former uh, basketball player, so he can mm. he can take the, over that role pretty easily. And he he did well. He's six three. Okay, six three, like two fifty. But but still, that's that's big enough to to make some some things happen in the back back of the. End and this is all sure. really hard to say about Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, because I love the guy. I've, you know, I've been watching him for years and years now. Yeah, 
he's been a part of the Vikings organization for so long. Class act. I think he's had a uh, multiple times. He's been in the running for sportsmanship awards. Yeah. Like the Walter Payton. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it would hurt for me to see him go, but from a business standpoint, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I releasing just, him this year frees yeah. up what a little, little over 5 million. Yeah. Just under six, I think. Um, so my thoughts are they'll probably, they, they will approach him with a restructure just to, they give have him, to. to give him that, that benefit of the doubt. Cause he's been with the team so long. And then that's up to him. If he wants to, they're going to be like, Hey, you can either do this or you can leave. Cause we can't, we can't one, they can't afford to pay him because of their cap situation and, and what the salary cap might be in 2021 20, this year. They, they, nobody knows. Like I've seen so many different reports of it going down, not going down, you know, no, nobody's going to know until it actually is set, you know, what's going to happen. Right. And, and either, either way, the Vikings cannot, they can't be paying him. He's, he's, his cap hit is almost 10 million next year. That's like the fourth highest of any tight end in the NFL. He is not the fourth best tight end in no. the NFL. So they need now, to No, I do have to go somehow. off script for a second, though, because I got to ask yeah. you something. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're in a somewhat similar situation with Riley Reef, and a lot of Vikings fans want yeah. him out. Is this desire to get rid of him something that you kind of agree with? Or what? what is this I, situation? Because he's a very capable left tackle. Yeah, he's been he, playing very well the last few years. He did, he did play well. He's not. His contract isn't very expensive for, you know, the, the kind of left, you know, he's a above average left tackle. The Vikings offensive line, you know, do they want to get rid of someone like that where they, who they know can, can play at, at a pretty high level and kind of would you be ready to roll the dice on Ezra Cleveland? Yeah, I I don't know that the, the, him playing at guard kind of throws me off because I I don't know it makes me think like did they did they draft Cleveland to be a guard because no one is really no one from the Vikings has come out and been like oh he's just going to be there temporarily they've been like well, right we're, we're going to play him where he you know where he fits so. And Kubiak's gone now, so I don't know what they're going to do with that because that, he had a lot, of, lot to do with that. I think of putting Cleveland at uh, the guard spot, but I'm fine with them keeping Reef. Um, his cap hit is probably a, a little higher than some people would like, and I don't think he's going to restructure because he just did before this season right. when they did the Ngakwe trade, and then Ngakwe left. So he's probably like, "Cool, I just took less money for someone to be here for." Less than half a season. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, and then he and then he missed out. I think he missed out on that bonus at the end of the year for the the snaps. Play. I believe they paid him anyway. Yeah, they should they should have done that. Um, so I have no problem with with Reef staying at least for another year. You know, if they want to draft a, a left tackle and have him be a left tackle, um, or or get Cleveland draft a right guard and get Cleveland ready for you know to be. Right, Reef's replacement in a year. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with Reef, Reef staying. I know people would like to. He's a he's an easy person to look at because I think if they release him, his you know they free up like eleven million in cap space. So I would much rather have them get rid of Kyle Rudolph um, than than Riley Reef, for sure. And then you have issues in the secondary with uh, Anthony Harris won't be back. There's no way they can afford him and. And his play, he's going to get a really good deal somewhere, despite having a down year last year. Yeah, this, that, that's disappointing. This actually uh, brings me to my my next kind of thing I wanted to do with you, which is like a little ranking game, where I want you to rank these things in order for me. You know, one to one to four, with one being the most likely to happen, and and Anthony Harris is one of them. So we've got Anthony Harris resigning with the Vikings, Kirk Cousins getting traded, 
the Vikings drafting a quarterback in the first round or Anthony Barr getting cut. So one to four was the most likely. Yeah, I, I purposely made them to be like, none of them are probably going to happen. Yeah, to me, none of those are really likely, but right. uh, Barr getting cut doesn't make sense because you save almost nothing with him. I think you save around seven or eight million. Really? Yeah. I, I think I think that's that's what happened. There's there's a more dead money than um, the Vikings would probably like, but it's around seven or eight million if they if they cut Anthony Barr for sure. Huh. And then you got Eric Wilson. Like, can you get Eric Wilson for less if that if that's what they want to do? Um, let's see. Yeah, seven point two million. The Vikings will free up if they cut Anthony Barr or trade him. And that's the last of his guaranteed money. Yep. On his contract. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. The Vikings they, they make good contracts. Yeah, that, that is a good contract. <laughs> so we've got so we've got Anthony. Bar is probably the most likely. You think most likely? Okay. Uh Kirk's not going anywhere, so let's make that four. Okay. Uh then we got Harrison. What's the other one? Vikings drafting a quarterback in the first round. Let's make the quarterback second and Harris third. All right. Because it, it all depends on how the board falls. And mm-hmm. if one of those top prospects falls, you have to take them. And I, I used to be a draft need guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I've said this on Twitter multiple times over the years. And I, I've owned up to this. Uh, the year of the Adrian Peterson draft, I was furious they didn't take Brady Quinn because Minnesota needed a quarterback. <laughs> I was furious. <laughs> And watching how that all worked out really made me change the way I think about the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And ever mm-hmm. since then, I've no longer been a fill a need with the best player at the position you need kind of thing. So, Were you, yeah. Uh, did you want them to, to get Manziel back in the day, too? No, no. Never been a Manziel guy. Okay. I was. I wanted them to get Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. But I was happy with Teddy Bridgewater, too, when they did that. Obviously, neither of them worked out. But I just want to find that out all right this teddy's still in the league i'll give him that he he is and and you know he probably he's one of the be a uh, backup next year yeah. wherever he goes i think but the, uh, hopefully the pan- i'd the- love to get him back in minnesota as a backup because sure. let's be honest minnesota's backups have been absolutely atrocious over <laughs> the last few years yeah I think did you know that their, their backup quarterback you know sean Mannion has never thrown an nfl touchdown yeah i know that i, I bring that up never many times when whenever he's brought up all right let's get into the the most important news of the day, which is the men's and women's Royal Rumble, is tonight. Oh, yes. Um, so who are your picks to win each? I'll be absolutely honest. I haven't been watching either of the wrestlings, the, the, yeah. the Raw or the SmackDown. Oh, I, I so I don't have any idea who's going through what. But I'm going to say, uh, I, I don't know, is, does Bianca Belair have a singles match at this? She does not. Oh, that's my pick then, because they are pushing her pretty hard, and she yep. is absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's 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 my pick too for the, for the women's. I think see people, the men's people are like, oh, Becky Lynch could come back, but she had a baby a month ago, so she's not coming back. No, give them some time. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the same thing about Seth Rollins, and it's like when he comes I, back, they are going to push him hard. I think he. That's my pick for the men's. Really, I think he. Because he can, he can come and win it, and then come le- le- get you know knocked out or whatever, and take some more time off, and then come back for WrestleMania. Um, I'm gonna throw a wild card in the mix for the men's rumble. I'm gonna go with Braun Strowman. I do, I do like that. He he uh, he came back on what, Friday or whatever, and he looks jacked out of his mind. He's in ridiculous shape. 
Um, so I could see that happening too. And people have thrown out Brock Lesnar, obviously. Oh yeah. A dark horse I like is Jay Uso, just because of how Ooh. he and uh, Roman Reigns worked so well in that program that they had, you know, a few months ago. I I like that. But, I also uh, just like the surprise entries, and I oh, would yeah. love to see. I guess they're calling him Dabakato now. Oh, Babadunde. <laughs> I'd love to see him make another appearance because right. when he did that in the, the greatest Royal Rumble, I, I just went off. That, that was so much fun. Yeah, they had him doing some some weird, like, what, the underground or whatever? Yeah, you? just like underground street fighting segments. Was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was kind of fun. And I love watching former NFL players do pretty well, uh, except for Goldberg. He's getting up there a little bit. <laughs> he's, still, he's, he's in great shape still. He, he does. For, he for, looks he's in his pretty 50s. good. He's, He's not putting on long, entertaining matches these no, days. And no. I, if they let him beat Drew McIntyre, I'm going to be a sad, sad guy. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Be, I think it would be like a, something where maybe he wins and then, you know, maybe the Miz comes out and because he's got the money in the bank contract. So maybe he comes out. Although and, what they did with him and the Fiend I, after that, I don't know. Who? Goldberg and the Fiend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's it, another that's another one people keep throwing out because, you know, he got burned alive or whatever. And they're like, oh, he come come back and just win it. But so there's there's a lot this this year, I think, is a rare year where like I feel like anyone can. Yeah, the field's on top. pretty wide open because you've got Charlotte and you've got so many just Bailey superstars yeah. that don't have as far as I know, don't have matches for this pay-per-view yeah. and Big E. A lot of times those matches are filled with surprise entrance with, you know, the retro guys or yep. the mid carters that you sit there and you say, okay, they're not realistic chances to win this, but it's fun to see them and nice to see them all interact and all this. CM Punk going to come back? Yeah, that's another one I've heard, but <laughs> I'm not putting any money on that. No. Like the year that Edge came back, I was like, yeah, I, I firmly believe that Edge was coming back at that time yeah. because, you know, the reports were out there and everything and. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, too, because, you know, with the Royal Rumble, you know, you're used to having the crowd there doing the the countdown. And then you know, I wonder if they're going to pipe in a fake countdown and the fake. Oh, they will. Pops and For everything sure. like that. Yeah, that's what I'm interested interested to see, because you don't it's hard to do the, the the natural. You don't get the natural pops like with with Edge, you know, last year returning that that pop was huge. Yeah. Um, and you can't you can't duplicate that with just no. like some some computer sound or whatever. So we'll we'll see. They they've been pretty good though. I I've once they switched to the the Thunderdome or whatever. I I could not watch it when it was in like the the gym or whatever they were. Had yeah, the before. performance center shows those that are was, tough to watch. <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch WrestleMania because I was like I'm not I can't watch this. Um, do you know, so. do you know if uh, they're planning on doing any of those cinematic matches again, like the ones that are filmed on location and edited like a little movie? Those are fun. Um, yeah, I've heard they might do one with with Randy Orton and uh, and and um, the Fiend or whatever. Maybe like oh, that'd be fun. So they might do something like that. Um, I do love those. Yeah, so those are good. And then they're going to have fans at WrestleMania in, in the same same stadium the Super Bowl is going to be. So True. Be interesting to see how they they do all that. But uh, that's going to do it for us today. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and then follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And you have a podcast too as well, right? I do. Me and Kyle West and Kyle Smith have the Purple People podcast. It's a weekly podcast. And to put that in perspective, we're on episode 340 something. Yeah, you guys have been going for a while. 
So we've been around for a long, long time. We just made some changes too. We were going live on YouTube, which is always fun to get live mm-hmm. comments during a podcast and interact. I have a lot of fun with that. But now we're also live on Facebook as well as oh, Twitch me. at oh, the same me. time. So we're kind of expanding a bit. There you go. And, and having out. a little bit of fun. You guys are on all the all the podcasts. Uh, oh, anywhere you can find yeah. uh, Spotify. Google Podcasts, whatever. If the sports podcasts are there, we're probably there. Yeah. I've also got my own account on Twitch, MN Viking Zombie, which I'm also at MN Viking Zombie on Twitter. I'm always looking to grow that Twitter. Talk with folks about Minnesota Vikings, The Walking yeah. Dead, pro wrestling, uh, TV, movies. I'm I'm a pretty easygoing guy, and I enjoy a lot of good conversations. So yeah. hit me up, and I'll appreciate that. Yeah, and go and go read his stuff, of course, on the Viking Age. He's always getting some good stuff up there. It's true, and on Dead Walking, I'm still a contributor over there. I throw together some pieces about zombies every once in a while. (laughs) There you go. Go check, go check those out for sure. Uh, But until next time, we will talk to you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.